Hello, this is the Made Musings podcast, the podcast that focuses on everyday issues, illnesses, and disabilities that affect everyday people. Find us anywhere you listen to your podcast and on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, and YouTube at Made Musings. Please subscribe. Today, I've got this special lady all the way from Denver, Colorado. She's going to be talking about her experience with Lyme disease and how that impacted on her mental health. Her name is Kelly Coder, by the way. I forgot to mention that. So welcome to the podcast, Kelly. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here and help shed some light on uh, illness and how much Lyme, mold, and other chronic diseases really do impact uh, mental health. So thank you. Thank you so much. Yes, uh, it's always great to talk about how strange things that we are not even aware of impact on us and then affect our health and well-being. As just a bit of background, can you just tell us more about you and what you do? Yeah, so um, I was diagnosed with Lyme disease about four years ago, and I have since overcome it and recovered, thank goodness. I had Lyme for a very long time, and I did not know it. So I was sick. I had a ton of mental problems um, for years, a decade. And I really had no idea why. I knew I was different. I knew something was wrong, but I never had a name for it. And I never really understood that there was something I could do to fix it. So I now work with a support group. We have a couple of patient portal websites that we offer free resources for people who are sick and who are dealing with illness uh, to really help teach that Physical illness and mental illness are very much connected, and there is something that you can do about it to heal. You know, I also think it's important to talk about how challenging it is to be a chronic illness patient. Nobody wants to not feel good and to have to cancel and, you know, to be flaky or to not have enough energy to go do things. And unfortunately, um, it's very lonely to be chronically ill. So that's why I'm here. Thank you so much. Yes, I appreciate even people who are not chronically ill to go through tough times. So it must have been tougher for you being a chronically ill patient and not even knowing what the nature of the illness is. I just want to understand when was the moment that you realized that something was not right? The first time that I, I really knew something was wrong uh, was 10 years ago. I was 29 years old and I threw up my back. You, you know, with Lyme, with any kind of a, a chronic infection that is inside you, I had Lyme mold. I had heavy metal toxicities. I had worms. I mean, I just had all kinds of stuff screwing me up. And I, and I had been a perfectly healthy person until that point. Oh, I played two sports in college. I was a runner for 20 years. I have an electrical engineering degree, um, you know, a businesswoman. And all of a sudden, my body started attacking itself. And I didn't know why, which was extremely frustrating. How, I mean, can you just share some of those 
symptoms or things that happened at the time for you to realize something wasn't right? Yeah. So for me, um, it started with my back and it kind of domino affected from there. I ended up having back surgery about two and a half years later. Um, I had a lot of GI problems. I was diagnosed with irritable bowel syndrome. Um, you know, very common with whether it's mold, like I said, I have worms, Lyme. It's very common to have a lot of GI issues, you know, and I'll say too, that it's unfortunate that things like mental illness, things like having gas, you know, it's embarrassing. <laughs> we, we don't want to talk about it. We're often no. nervous to even tell our doctors. Yeah. Um, and that is very unfortunate because it's biology and by not sharing and collaborating and talking about this kind of stuff, a lot of people suffer in silence unnecessarily. A lot of healthy people also have problems with, or people who think that they're healthy, right? Like I thought I was healthy. I didn't know I was sick. And it, and it really is just unfortunate that we have come to a time where in society, it's not okay to not feel good. There's, it's almost embarrassing to say I have a therapist. It, it shouldn't be. No. It should be no more embarrassing to have mental problems than it is to have a broken leg. Yeah. Um, when, when your brain is injured, it manifests itself as mental illness. And we have just not as a society come around enough. There, there are a lot of practitioners, a lot of very well-known doctors who think that all mental illness roots in physical ailments. And by doing things like eating healthy and exercising and repairing physical damage, you can have a great impact on depression, anxiety, mood swings, um, all of that. So. Oh, thank you so much for sharing that bit. Yes, anxiety, depression, mood swings, they're all part of mental health. But you talked about GI earlier. What does that mean, really? So yeah, GI, gastrointestinal. So I had a lot of problems with eating food. It turns out, I didn't know, I have a lot of food allergies, wow. um, which I have since been tested for. And now I know what trigger foods to avoid. I had a lot of bloating and gas and hemorrhoids and all these things that nobody wants to talk about. And what is absolutely bizarre is that all of that stuff was connected to my brain. And by fixing that, I fixed my mental health. And again, that's why it's just so important, you know, when we're, when we're having problems to be vulnerable and to be honest, you know, never did I think I, I was very ashamed when I was sick. I was ashamed when I had worms, you know, you, you see worms coming out of your body. And I, and I thought I was this disgusting, horrible person and I was just sick. Like anybody else who's yeah. sick. And, and I never would have thought that I would be talking about this openly and telling people I had problems with hemorrhoids, but you know what, by knowing now that that is connected to things like mental health, Lyme disease, mold toxicity, heavy metal toxicity. To know, and, and, if, and if saying this allows somebody listening to think, 
well, what if I have Lyme? Well, what if that is the answer to all of my problems? Yeah. It could change somebody's life. It would have changed mine. I yeah. wish I had known sooner. Yeah, I wish you had known sooner because I don't really want to be in your shoe, really. <laughs> I mean, going through all of that, I mean, all the things you've stated. But let's talk about those things that you said you were allergic to, that you weren't aware of. What were they? Can you share some of them? Yeah. So like I said, I have a lot of, I've completely changed my life. I think that's a big part of this too. A lot of people go to doctors and they kind of put the responsibility on them instead of taking ownership for yourself. You know, I was put on depression meds for six months and they made me more sick. And a lot of people have that response to medication. And I decided that I could fix it through diet. Diet truly has a, has a really big part of your health. I no longer eat any processed foods. I personally tested for food allergies. So I avoid a lot of things, uh, gluten, dairy, potatoes, tapioca, corn, um, which again is not fun. <laughs> you yeah. know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't tell people go do this because it's joyous, but you know what? It makes me happy and it makes me feel good. So it is absolutely worth it to, yeah. to make those kinds of, of changes. Of course. I mean, knowing what triggers something bad in you and avoiding those things. I mean, that's the ultimate. If it makes you well and it improves your mental health as well, then go for it. Yeah, nobody's going to say because you're not eating dairy, you're not eating potatoes, you're not eating tapioca. I mean... There's a lot more food that can be eaten. But could you share some of the things that you now eat and how those impact on you now? Yeah. So, you know, I'll start with saying even our food now has a lot of toxins in it. So when I say things like mold, you know, when I first heard that, I thought it was silly. I thought, what, do I have like a tree growing inside my lungs? Like that's nonsense. You know, a lot of food is moldy. And actually, that's why I avoid corn. A lot of corn is moldy. Peanuts, coffee is very moldy, coffee beans. So I buy toxin-free coffee beans. I buy all organic produce because pesticides are very toxic. They're not healthy for us. You know, a lot of personal care products now also, I just have to bring that in. You look at an ingredient label on hand lotion and it has gluten in it. I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. It's so important for people to be aware of that as well. And yes, a lot of food that we eat are just polluted, you know, contaminated with so many things. But it's, it's, it's life. But also, we need to know that some of these things actually affect our wellness. So that's why we're talking about this today. Absolutely. And, you know, limiting your toxic content of your products and your food, it can absolutely affect your mental health. And I mean, I I can tell you, I, I was very, very depressed and sad and miserable for an extremely long period of time for years. And if you would have told me back then, I probably would have thought it was silly. 
But if I could appeal to anyone listening, I truly do mean it. When you change your health and you change your physical body, you change your mind. Um, there are some really good books. Uh, you can read about SPECT scans, show actual physical quantitative scans of blood flow to the brain. And when you have an infection or you have toxins built up in your system, you don't get the amount of blood in your brain. And that makes you feel like crap. And it makes you depressed and sad and angry and miserable. Um, I mean, I had people tell me that I had bipolar tendencies when I was really sick. Um, now, of course, I didn't see it, but friends of mine have told me that. And, you know, though, I mean, you can have extremely big symptoms from things as silly as toxic perfume or hand lotion or pesticides on your food. It is amazing the effect that that kind of stuff can have. Oh, thank you. What are the resources that helped you to get through this period at the time? Yeah. So for me, you know, a lot of it, I, I mentioned before, I'm an engineer. I'm a very scientific person. And I grew up thinking that mental illness was, was a weakness and not something to admit or talk about. You know, you have to be tough. For me, a lot of it was really just, just realizing that this is out of my control. It is a physical manifestation that is showing up symptomatically as, as mental problems. And once I, I realized that physically in the body, right? If I had broken my leg and if I were on crutches, people would understand why I couldn't go run five miles. And I effectively had the same problem just in my brain. It was broken. And even though nobody could see it, it was real. And once I accepted that, not only do I have quantitative reason to decide that, yes, I have physical brain damage. What, what do you do when you break your leg? You wear crutches, you put on a cast and you fix it. Yes. So what did I realize when I realized my brain was broken? I can fix this. I can do this. I can make it better. And that's what I did. All right. Thank you. So how did you make it better? Mindset is a really big part of healing as is hope. And I, I was pretty much alone during my journey. Unfortunately, you know, I, I talk to a lot of people now. I mentioned I run a support group who don't have the support of family and friends anymore. And often, I mean, this is actually really common when you're sick. You know, people get kind of sick of listening to you complain and you end up on an island. And I, and I surely was. Um, so for me, it was, and I, and I, and I will also say, I, I was pretty upset with myself. I got to the point where I thought I sucked and I reminded myself of that a lot about just what a horrible, dismal, terrible person I had become. And once I rewrote my internal dialogue and I realized I don't need anybody else, I can do this by myself. I am strong and I am awesome. And once I realized that I am fighting quite literally for my life. I gave it my all. And I can honestly tell you five years later, it was not a quick journey. I am happier than I've ever been. 
I am more happy than most people I know. I love myself fiercely and nobody can ever take that away from me. Oh, thank you. That's awesome. Yes. I keep saying this. We will take a quick break and when we get back, we will continue to the next part of this recording. Don't go away. Please stay tuned. For help and support on dealing with cancer issues in the UK, you can contact Macmillan Cancer Research Organization. They are available on 0808-808-0000 or 0808-239-2000. Or you can chat to a specialist on their website, which is www.macmillian.org.uk. And for myeloma cancer, you have the Myeloma Foundation, which is available on 0800-980-3332. And in the US, you have the American Institute for Cancer Research. They are available on 1-800-843-8114. Only you have the power to fix yourself only you have the power you understand yourself you know what's going on inside of you and you are the only one who knows what is right or what is wrong with you at any point in time yeah so and i love that you say that because you know so many doctors told me i was faking it my friends my family would say kelly there's no way that this or that is wrong with you. And you, you absolutely just nailed it. You know yourself better than anybody. Yeah. If you know that something is not right, that this is not you, you know, I almost, I almost felt like there was like an alien inside me. Like I knew that this wasn't Kelly and I had to believe it myself first. And you know, I had a fight for myself. It wouldn't have worked to have tried if somebody else was encouraging me. It was too hard. There's no way I would have gotten through it, but I knew that I could, and I knew that I could be better. And I heard of a handful of people out there, like who I am now. And the reason why I'm doing this now, who did it and who got better. And I thought, you know, I'm going to be that person. And here I am. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you mentioned a support group that you had earlier. Can you talk about that support group and how they helped you through this period as well? Yeah, you know, I actually, I helped found the support group. It did not exist when I was sick. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. So, you know, for me, a big, a big part of my journey was recognizing that because of my struggle, I can help other people not have to endure what I endured as bad. So I met up with a couple of really awesome giving people who are in the same position I was, you know, we, we had gotten through this horrible illness and we come out the other side and we now have a support group with the intention of helping other people physically, mentally. I mean, when, when you're sick, Lyme affects everything. Um, the most common misdiagnoses of what is actually Lyme disease, chronic fatigue syndrome, MS, ALS, 
fibromyalgia, Raynaud's, arthritis. So those are the types of symptoms. And there are a lot of people who even think Lyme can cause Alzheimer's dementia. So, you know, those are the types of symptoms that people who are sick are having and the doctors are labeling it with a name. And unfortunately, they're often telling people there is no answer. You're going to be stuck with this for the rest of your life. And let me tell you, as someone who's been through it, there is an answer. I don't take any medication. I am fine. So our Facebook group is called Lyme Conquerors Mentoring Lyme Warriors. And I am very happy to announce we just launched two free websites for people who are sick, um, limefriends.com and limestream.com. There are tons of resources there, things that we wish we had available when we were sick. Um, We do two live support group calls a month to answer people's questions and just really share what helped us get better. Um, And also, like I said, you know, hope is a really big thing. I got better. I did it. And I was in the bottom of the darkest hole you could ever imagine. And I'm fine. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I really appreciate you launching that website to help others that have been in the same situation as you. And it's so nice to hear that people are paying things forward. That's why I call it paying it forward. You don't want somebody to go through the same things that you experience. So you you do something positive to make a change. And that is so awesome. So how has the website been so far and how has the support group, how have you fared so far? Yeah. So, you know, I I can honestly say as somebody who was sick for a decade with very little support, a lot of confusion, you know, education goes so far. And one of the biggest problems with being sick like I said, people kind of stop listening and you kind of get stuck where you don't have the vocabulary to effectively communicate how you feel. You know, you might be looking for answers, but you don't even know the question. The The real thing that we try to do with our support group is to provide the answers, but to also help guide the questions of the types of things that you can do to help yourself and to share the knowledge that we've gained. I mean, there were, there were things I mentioned, I was sick for 10 years, you know, there were things I learned in that seventh or eighth year, like detoxing. And, you know, when you have a bunch of toxins in your body, you have brain inflammation. When you lower your blood inflammation, which affects your brain, you mentally start feeling better. And I, no one had ever talked about detoxing in a serious way. You know, I'd heard about things like a juice cleanse, but it sounded silly. And, but when you talk about actual toxic detoxing, it's amazing how many people have toxins now, just because of the environment that we all live in. We all breathe in smog. 
all the time. There's a lot of EMF from our cell phones all around us that causes a lot of physical damage inside our bodies, a lot of inflammation. And like I said, the food that we're eating, the water that we're drinking often has a lot of extra toxins in it. And by, by detoxing, it's so important. It makes you feel so much better within days. It's one of the few treatments that within days, you will have a recognizable difference in your day-to-day life and it's stuff that isn't talked about. And so the website and the support group, we try to share that kind of knowledge with people when they, when they ask a question, you know, well, what are you doing about it? Have you tried this? Have you tried that? And the more people who participate and, you know, everybody can help somebody. You don't need to be you don't need my advice there. You could give advice. Anybody could give advice. What works for you? And what we're building with limefriends.com is we're trying to build a community of users. You make a profile and you can share knowledge with each other and you can go look at other people's profile and you can, you can type in a symptom and you can see who has similar symptoms to you. And then you could go to their profile and read their diary and read what they did to fix it. The more people who are utilizing the program, the more we are all going to benefit. And so that's what we're trying to build. We're trying to build a community. You know, a lot of us have been let down by by insurance companies, by traditional medicine, but we have each other and we can help each other. And that's what we're trying to do. Oh, thank you so much for sharing that. It's amazing. And uh... I really hope that that um, the support group and even the website and all the information you are putting out there helps other people. So that is so great. And uh, it's been so awesome having you share all these resources with us. The last question I want to ask is just how are you now with your mental health? Where are you at now? I'm fantastic. Like I said, I am happier than most people I know. I'm going to be 40 this year. And a lot of people get, you know, nervous about that, or they're worried about the fact that they have 10 gray hairs or a whisker here or there or a wrinkle on their eye. And I just laugh like those things that most people get bothered by and hampered by it just so insignificant compared to what I have been through. I can honestly say that Lyme is the best and worst thing that ever happened to me. I now, you know, I'm 40, right? I'm going to live another 50 years and I have 50 years of joy and happiness. Literally every single morning that I get out of bed and nothing hurts, I, I smile because that's a gift. When I walk my dog, I often pause and look at the blue sky and I'm just so happy. Love it. Yeah. I, you know, for a long time I was stuck in bed and I couldn't walk. So the fact that I can walk down the street with my dog and look at the blue sky and hear the wind in the leaves. I mean, I know to people who haven't had this kind of experience, that might sound silly, but it is so genuine. And, you know, and I would really like to stress to the people who are listening to this podcast. I mean, anybody who is listening about mental health, 
is most likely either facing a challenge themselves or trying to help somebody else who is facing a challenge. And I would really just like to say that getting through it, coming out the other end, there's, there's nothing as gratifying and it is possible. It's not easy. There were a lot of days that I would scream for hours and cry for hours to myself. And I just had to get that, that negative energy out of my body and replenish it with goodness and joy and light you know, having that kind of mentality, researching, finding mentors, reading about meditation and peacefulness that people have within themselves, reading about gratitude and how to have more joy and implementing those kinds of practices. And, you know, to really change my mindset instead of being angry that I'm cheated and I, and I have this disease that I have to get over to not let it define me and to think, you know, this is an opportunity to really prove to myself how strong I can be and what I'm capable of and screw all those people who didn't believe me. I'm going to get better and I'm going to be even better than them. Not to say that it's a competition, but I, I really do feel like the level of joy that I have. And, and I don't know if I'm allowed to say, I mean, I, I thought about killing myself for years. That's how depressed I was. So to go from that, thinking about it almost daily for years, you know, to come out the other end <laughs> and to be able to say, I am so happy at every little thing that I get to experience now. Um, I really just want the people who are listening to, to this to know that no matter how sick you are, there's always something that you can do and to be resilient and to love yourself because that's how you get through something like this. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so sorry that you went through this, but I'm so glad that you've come out on the other end of it and you are feeling so happy. I mean, you're on top of things right now. And I'm so grateful that you are sharing everything with us today. And it's just so awesome to know that you are happy to be alive. And, you know, the little things that we take for granted, like, you know, like you said, you take your dog for a walk and you see the blue sky and you're like, wow, how blue the sky is, you know. Those little things, they mean the world for people who are going through mental health issues and people who are experiencing critical illnesses and chronic illnesses and any illness at all anyway. But the fact is we are raising awareness about Lyme disease, mental health, and how it impacts on your emotions, on your overall well-being. And it's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing today. Thank you. Yeah. And again, you know, I would just encourage anybody who's struggling, ask for help. Don't think it's weak. It's not a weakness. It's an illness. Um, even if it's not Lyme, a lot of mental issues are caused by something physical going on in the body. 
figure it out. You know, it's worth the time. It's worth the effort because you can get better. Like I said, I don't take any medications. You know, I talk to people who say that they're healthy and they're on five prescription medications. Well, you know, how does that make you feel every day versus if you didn't have to be on those things and you could just wake up feeling great? And again, coming from somebody, I'm not some conceited person who's acting like this has been my whole life. I've been on the other end of that. So to, to really be able to tell you, it, it is achievable, it can be done, and there are answers. So. Thank you. Yes. One thing I'd like to say is that, I mean, if you have to take your medication to make you feel better, by all means, do so. If you believe in prayers, by all means, pray whatever it is that you believe in to make you feel better take it some people just believe in okay if i pray to this water it would work for me i don't know but if that's what works for you do it if it's like screaming like you said there were days that you screamed and screamed and screamed that I did. My, my dog would start barking. She thought I was nuts. She thought we were like, having a party. I was screaming. She was barking. Um, yeah, no. And I, and I wasn't trying to take away from absolutely. If somebody is on medication, obviously work with your doctor, but just know if you feel like it's a trap, feel like you are taking this and you don't want to be, and you want to believe that there is another way I would encourage you to research it because there is a very good possibility. Well, and honestly, I would just go back to what you said. You said it so well. I mean, you know yourself the best. So, you know, don't let other people get you down. Don't let let other people tell you that you have an incurable something that you have to be miserable for the rest of your life. We all have choices. We all have options. Everybody is different. But I also believe that there is always something that can be done to get better and to improve. And hope is such an important thing. So, you know, whether it's a support group, if you're lucky enough to have a friend or a family who who wants to be there for you, that's tremendous. If it's just inside yourself, like I, you know, for me, that's okay too. Whatever it takes. I really hope that whoever is listening to this can hear the sincerity in both the pain that I have experienced and the joy that I get to have now. And, you know, don't be embarrassed because you are sick. Speak out and seek help. Seek whatever help that you need. Um, There's help for people who are feeling suicidal. There's the uh, mental Health Charity Mind, which is an organization that helps people who are feeling suicidal. If you just Google it, they have the web chats available for you that you can actually go on on the web chat and talk to somebody. And even if it's to pick up your phone and dial your emergency number, whatever location you are, just call the emergency number and there'll be somebody to talk to you. Talking to somebody else also helps, you know. I mean, like they say, a problem shared is a problem half solved. So just leave. Don't think suicide is the solution to the problem. No, that's not. That's not the solution to the problem. 
it doesn't solve anything killing yourself and there are so many people who are going through depression who are feeling suicidal at this time especially with the pandemic losing their jobs being on follow losing houses i'm just saying please do not think that is the end there's still more good things to come and there's a purpose there's a reason for you being alive so please stay positive just get help get counsel get i mean just talk to somebody and thank you again, Kelly, for sharing your story today. Hope to connect with you again in the future. That would be lovely. Thank you. And thanks again for holding space on such a challenging topic. It's yeah. uh, great to have these resources. So. Oh, thank you. Have a nice evening there. You as well. Thanks. Thank you for listening. Please download and share with your friends and family and all social media platforms. We are available on Apple, Google, Amazon, Spotify, IAT Radio, Listening Notes, Podchaser, Good Pods, Radio Public, Stitcher, Deezer, Pocket Cast, Himalaya, and anywhere you listen to your podcast. Please leave a review, comment, or feedback on our social media platforms on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and also on our website www.podbean.com. Thank you very much.